What's up, y'all? I'm Scott. And I'm Prince. And this is the First Last Podcast. Yes, sir. This week on the First Last Podcast, we are going to be discussing financial stewardship. Crazy. Bitcoin. Let's get into it. Okay. So a couple weeks ago, on the white humility, not white humility, wow, false (laughs) (laughs) humility. Nah, bro. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. On the white humility. (laughs) (laughs) On the false humility, not the white Jesus, the false humility episode, Prince brought up, wow, I'm really just killing it. Prince brought up the parable of the talents. And I think that the perfect way to kick off this episode is to quickly run through the parable of the talents. So the parable of the talents starts off like this. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted them to his property. So he entrusts people to his property. He gives to one servant five talents. He gives to another servant two talents. And then the last one, he gives him one talent. Now, a talent is 20 years worth of wages for a laborer. And he gives it to them and he goes away. And so the one who, the dude who received the, the one talent, he buried it in the ground. He's like, ah, I'm not going to lose it. I can't, can't lose it from a master. And the one with five talents uh, earned five more. The one with two earned two more while the master was gone. And so they're presenting it to the master at the end. And he says, well, go- well done, my good and faithful servant to the one who earned five more. He says, well done, my good and faithful servant to the one who earned two more. And he says to the one who buried it in the ground but kept the talent safe, he says, you wicked servants. I believe he actually says, you wicked and slothful servant. And then rebukes him because he didn't even he didn't even put it in the bank and earn interest. Mm-hmm. And so really the, the, the lesson here that Jesus is imparting uh, or, or the lesson that he's teaching is said in verse 29 of, of this is Matthew 25, by the way. For to everyone who has will be given more, and he will have abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Mm. So it's all about all about what you are, how you are stewarding what is given to you. And so, really, that it's more than just money. But money is the example here, and money is what we're talking about today: financial stewardship. Financial stewardship. So, you know, man. Um, I think something that's also pretty important to bring up in the beginning of this episode is just the reality of what wealth really is. Um, Okay. You know, you hear all the time, you know, I just want to build generational wealth or I want to be wealthy or I want to, you know, be a millionaire, a billionaire, a trillionaire, who knows? With a B. With a B. Billionaire. Big Bs. But um, something that I have learned over the past last couple of years especially the last couple of years, especially is um, the wealth that we are thinking about in America is very, 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 very different than the wealth that you think about when you think about who who's earning the most in this world. Right. Because America is one subsect of the entire world. Indeed. And um, I was looking at an article recently <laughs> and it stated <laughs> that it takes forty two hundred dollars. To be in the top half, $4,210 to be in the top half of the world's earners. 
That's just, a, that's actually wild. Just to your name, not yeah, like yeah. not like invested or X Y Z. Just yeah. four thousand two hundred and ten dollars to your name. You wow. are in the top half of the world. So, and you know, if you're saying like top top one percent salary, it's I don't know. We couldn't really decide, but I think it's it's either from thirty eight thousand to at least like seventy thousand. So uh, that's a big de- range. If, if you um, if you make more than fifty, you definitely are in the top one top top one percent of the world. So. I say that and I, I bring that up because I just I want us to have a right mind as to what w- being wealthy really is, like what the reality is. Like you are wealthy yeah. if you have that much money. Let's 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 call it what it is. You are wealthy if you have that much money or more. And truthfully, I don't think a lot of people think that's a lot of money in in the country, which is fair, right? It's fair because you know quality of life and purchasing power parity. Purchasing, yeah. Purchasing power parity, big Big Mac index, you know, all, <laughs> Truly. all, all these no, things. No, it's, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Um, all these things, right? But I just want to put it in perspective um, that we should not have a, you know, there's one poverty mindset that's like, you know, I just don't deserve anything X, Y, Z. But there's another who just thinks you just, you just don't realize what you have. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. you just, you don't realize that you have a lot of stuff to steward. And just because you may not have a two-story house or a, um, the car, the specific car that you want, or I don't even want a two-story house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or like all these things or, or PS5, like all these things that you may want just doesn't mean that you are just free to go when it comes to stewarding your resources. Well, because if you have $1, steward it well, if you have a hundred dollars, steward it well, if you have a million, steward it well. And the Bible also says if you're not going to be faithful over little, you're probably not going to be faithful over much. Um, and I'm also speaking to myself because I'm not, mm, neither of us yeah. are here as men who are just like, yeah, we have cracked the code. Uh, we are billionaires and we just want to let y'all in on five secrets and we're going to sell you our ebook after this. Nah, we, we are learning as well. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, the truth, of, the truth of the word is the truth of the word. So we, yeah. we're going to bring it. So yeah. Well, well, and you can't steward something if you're not admitting what you have, you know, that's an interesting concept. So like, if if you're saying oh i'm not wealthy when you are in the grand scheme then your mi- your mindset of how you're going to steward something is going to be less than what it's supposed to be mm. right so i'm i'm going to be less generous if i don't think that i have the money to be generous with just exactly. just on my perspective of of wealth right and so that's crazy i i definitely see what you're saying yeah and so like even with that um just to kind of like address the vanity that can sometimes like take over when it comes to talking about wealth, because I don't want us to, you know, I don't think that it's right for you know, specifically the church to be like, oh, it's just, it's a bad thing to have money. It's a bad thing to be wealthy. Like, that's not <laughs> true. That's, that's the furthest thing from truth. Because if that was, if that was true, Jesus, I, and I say that, I, I say this lightly, but not lightly. Jesus would not have welcomed us into his family if it was a bad thing to be wealthy. Because if we are part of his family, we are wealthy because God is our father. And God is a very wealthy guy. So, um, Sorry to to interject. But I also think that there's a big difference between being rich and being wealthy in the Bible. The Bible, like low-key, I don't know, condemns, low-key condemns is what I'll say, being rich. Because the connotation that comes with rich is like you, low key. You, it's low key. You it's oppress yeah. people to get there. Yeah, it's low key. Yeah, but so so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So it wouldn't necessarily compute in like how we talk about it today, right? But you think of like the rich young ruler. Yeah, and, he he, and, he was idolizing his wealth, or he had, he had a lot, and he wasn't willing to give it up to follow Jesus. And it's like, mm. why is he? Why is rich the the descriptor for him? So Scott, I'll, I'll have you hold on to that because I think you can really eat that 
eat that point just talking about like where we put our hope though okay you know so um that's a bit but as far as like the vanity of it is like and this i'm, I'm gonna just lob this to you bro you can get it <laughs> <laughs> honestly it's just if you know if that and i hear this all the time i just want to be financially secure i there was a point in my life i was like you know that's that's a real thing xyz and i actually do think it's a real thing being financially secure or like being financially um stable i think may be a better word um yeah but i think that's a real thing you know like just having enough to provide for your family where they're not suffering you know yeah. that, that's let's not mince words about it. it's just that's just what it is right and people should strive for that you know it says that um, a man who provides for his family or who doesn't provide for his family is worse than an unbeliever mm. that's what the bible says where uh i'm on. sorry i didn't mean to put you I'll on the spot no, i'll pull I it really... for you i'll pull it for you i'll pull it for yeah. you yeah yeah so uh first timothy five eight okay but if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for members of his household he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever um so <laughs> you know it's just it's kind of one of those things where it's important it just is that's just all it is it's important to provide for your family Indeed. Um, and we're, I just want to clarify as well. We're not saying that if you're struggling to provide for your family, that you are somehow less than Please, That's please. That's not what we're <laughs> yeah, saying. Yeah. We're not saying that at all. It, it's important to have the desire to, you yeah, know, you're yeah. trying, you know, yeah, yeah. like we're all trying, right? So, um, yeah, I think the difference is, the difference is, you know, when you make finances your hope and you mm. can talk about that, the the fine line in between. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, what is it? It's that proverb first. Um, proverbs 13. Hold on. It's Proverbs 13 verse 22. It says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. So in this scenario, both the sinner and the righteous are wealthy. They have money, right? Right. But it says that a good man builds wealth for his children's children and the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. Why are those different? Those are different because the heart behind them is different, right? So if I'm building wealth for me and for my kingdom and for what I want, then ultimately it's it's like like it's vanity, like you're saying, right? But if my if my purpose is to provide for my family, my family that I haven't even met and won't know down the line, then your heart is is cha- really chasing the kingdom of God, right? Because you are fulfilling being f- being truly fruitful and and multiplying, like the literally the original was it command basically the the first command that God gave to people, I guess or close. Anyways. I wholeheartedly agree. And just to continue this this reality train is like we I'll just be honest, like cause I think it's it's best um understood when like you bring things personal. Mm. Like I there was a point I was like, you know, is it a bad thing to be rich? It was really like I wasn't I never cho- chose these for myself. This is like when I was growing up. Okay. Um I was like, man, this is a bad thing to rich. Like, what if I'm too rich and XYZ did it? Um so all I'm saying on the reality train is this. Everybody has seen how much it costs to fly out to another country to do mission work. Everybody has seen that mission work is bigger or uh, sharing the gospel is bigger than just 
like sharing the gospel. In fact, it says in James that if you're going to, if someone doesn't have clothes and doesn't have food and you tell them, uh, be blessed, be warm, and they don't have clothes on their back, you are foolish. So I just, I want us to just be real that money is important. Wealth is important. And especially the church having wealth is important. But even in that, <laughs> the church has had wealth for a long time in different different places, right? But kind of what Scott was saying on on as far as the church can be wicked. If mm. the church has wealth and they use it wrong to oppress people in XYZ, um, it makes it makes mm-hmm. a shame. It makes a shame of the gospel. But if the church uses their wealth to um, liberate people and liberate people from poverty and um, provide for people and all these things down to the families. Let's just talk about families like each family is its own church. You see that that's just that's the picture. Like that's the mission, you know, and especially what Scott was saying. It's important that generations have wealth like me. I want the generations that come from me and my wife to have wealth. Like I'm not going to like sidestep and like like carefully step in. No, like I want my children's children to be wealthy and be provided for and know that, you know, their great grandpa didn't did enough for them to have some sort of starting line yeah. that was not way behind. Set them up. Yeah. You know, like I'm trying to set up everybody should be trying to set up especially in the church, you should be trying to set up your family line to be wealthy financially. Like that's not a bad thing to say. No. But it should not come before the mission of the gospel, which really should go unsaid because it's obvious. I mean, it should it, it should, should be, be obvious. obvious. <laughs> you know? I think well, when it comes down to it, money is a tool, right? And you're right. going to hear us say this about everything that we talk about basically like money your phones whatever like whatever resource or thing you want to put in like it is a tool for us to glorify our creator period and what you're saying with like how churches should like spend money uh, and things like that it just reminded me of isaiah 117 Learn to do right, seek justice, defend the oppressed, take up the cause of the fatherless, plead the case of the widow. If the church is using money or if you personally in your own financial search, if you're using your money uh, in in such a way that you are learning to do right, that you are seeking justice, that you are defending the oppressed, that you're taking up the cause of the fatherless, that you're pleading the case of the widow uh, or adjacent things, right? Because that's not a comprehensive list. Adjacent things, then... This guy said adjacent. Bro. I don't even know what that means. Next to things, Next things to, around, things similar to. He said adjacent. A synonym. Scott's a teacher, teacher. Oh my gosh! But if you're using your money to do those things, then you are rightly using the tool of money that has been given to you by God, right? To, and it's still His. It's still His to glorify Him. You're you're using the gifts that He has given you to glorify Him through seeking justice, through uh, true financial stewardship, all those things. So, yeah, man. That's yeah, just man. Why, that's, <laughs> yeah, man. It's that time. It's that time. So, um, what what time? Is that time? It's Bitcoin time. Oh I'm, my about, gosh. I'm about to open up the floodgates. Um, so I, this episode could be an hour. Nah, man. We I I can. I'll try my best. Um, I want to discuss money again, and this time I want to talk about a specific type of money, not cryptocurrency. I want to talk about Bitcoin the cryptocurrency oh my gosh and i'm not there here are others Nah, they don't really matter to me um but <laughs> um the reason i want to bring this up is because i think it's important that the church is informed 
on where money is headed and what good money is because i think there's good monies in the world and bad monies in the world if you look at the country of zimbabwe their money has been run up all the way to trillions of dollars on one bill and no longer is used now they just use dollars because they printed so much of it that it's worth nothing so uh, just to quickly bring in what Bitcoin is, Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency based on a blockchain. A blockchain is a distributed ledger. A ledger is a record of transactions. Let's call it that, a record nice. of transactions. A distributed ledger is a distributed le record of transactions, meaning everybody can see what is going on in the network. So if you look at the Bitcoin network and you find a way to get in, it's not that hard. You just have to have whatever you need. <laughs> um, you will see all the transactions that have ever taken place on the Bitcoin network from the beginning of the Bitcoin network. So now. is anyone overseeing it? No. Like, is it run by somebody? So it is overseen by the people, the miners, the people, all the um, people who are mining like Bitcoin. children? Oh, no, miners. No, no. Miners. Like gold miners, but Bitcoin. Yes. People who mine Bitcoin and you mine Bitcoin by having a certain amount of computer processing and um doing uh doing cryptography it doesn't really matter for the consumer unless you're really trying to do that i'm not going to talk about that for the sake of time but basically people mine bitcoin like kind of like you mine gold you put forth a certain performance or a certain amount of effort to get a output or a product which is a certain amount of bitcoin for your work miners what they do is they um validate transactions which keeps the bitcoin network secure but the real thing i want to talk about is bitcoin um as far as bitcoin on the podcast is these three things in order to have good money you need three things three basic things there's other things but three basic things need to be had one it needs to be a medium of exchange meaning if i want to buy scott's headphones i need to be able to give him a certain amount of x money to receive the headphones and he should be able to give me amount of a, a, a certain amount for whatever he wants from me that's just kind of how transactions work. That's that's a medium of exchange. Indeed. It is a median between two things being exchanged. Very okay. simple. Second, money needs to be a store of value. <sighs> Sorry. For a store of value <laughs> to be had, it means you need to be able to put something somewhere without it perishing. So a bad store of value would be a watermelon. Because if I stock up all these watermelons. Avocados are worse. Uh, avocados go so quick. Avocados, no, no, yeah. no. They they just go quickly. No, nah, you know? nah, nah, you're right. So like, say avocados, right? If you're just stacking all these avocados, you're like, man, I, I got all the avocados in the world. Ha ha, he he. Nah, bro, you are not winning because they will perish. I just got to wait you out. <laughs> Give <laughs> yeah, me a week. No, facts. Give they, me a week. They will perish, right? So that's, that's a bad store of value. A good store of value that you probably see these days is something like, you know, gold. Gold is a good store of value. On, on record because it holds its value over time people some people say the u.s dollar is a good store of value i don't agree you know um you don't I, agree based on what i'll tell you right now uh i'm just trying to actually let's not do that no no no, no, no i got to i already said it if you look at the amount of money supply in the united states you see on the chart it literally looks like a pancake and then someone put like a knife in it um in 2020 because we printed so much money in the past two years that I think we over doubled, like more than doubled, our, like way more than doubled our money supply. So basically, a simple person can realize if you have so much of something, it begun it be begins to be worth less. Okay. And eventually, it begins to be worthless. <laughs> so um, that is my um my logic and the pretty widespread theory in the uh, quote unquote Bitcoin community as far as how this thing will play out. Whether that happens in a year or two years, five years or 10, um, I think it's inevitable. Um, that's just me. That's my personal opinion. 
I'm not a fi- this is not financial advice. This is me just sharing. So um, on to the last part of what money is, needs. It needs to be a unit of account. And a unit of account is basically something that you can count. Like, you know, you know, <laughs> you know the difference between a dollar and five dollars. You know the difference between a dime and a penny because you can break it down into smaller pieces and use it for transactions. If you had to buy lollipops with hundred dollar bills, you look really dumb. Cause that's just not, that just doesn't make sense. So you have to make a smaller unit of account in order for you to, um, you know, get the things that you need in an easier way. So I say the reason this is relate, all these things are related to Bitcoin is because Bitcoin can be broken down, down to the 10, the 10th million, if not less. I think it, it's less. I it, think it's, yeah. It's, yeah. It could be less. It's yeah, like yeah. A, a mini, a milli Satoshi, right? Um, also it is a great store value because it is digital. It literally cannot perish. And three, Medium exchange because it is verifiable by the miners and can be transacted easily from peer to peer. So in regards to financial stewardship, why? Why, why I'm Bitcoin? There. I'm getting why Bitcoin? Why Bitcoin? All right, bet. In regards to financial stewardship, why Bitcoin? Because it is, the, it is a hard money. And I'm saying the difference between a hard money and a soft money. A soft money can be easily made. Just printed out the wazoo, CC, US dollar, or anything else that can just be printed and not earned like not made. Like the reason why gold is valuable is because there's a limited amount and it's hard to find. That's not so with other monies, quote unquote, in yeah. the world, right? Yeah. Um. And then all what what else I said about um, it being broken down pretty e- very easily. And then lastly, verifiability because we are living in a world where security is going to become everything, especially cybersecurity. So if you have good cybersecurity, and you can you own your money, it's not like a bank owns it or the government owns it. It's you have your own private keys i'm not going to talk about that now but basically i like man you can have your own wallet that you only know the keys to and nobody else will know it but you and say your family or your wife or something right (sighs) so that is why bitcoin i will not tell you the amount that you need to buy or the amount that you should buy um i know the amount that is out there which is 21 million bitcoins and that will never be more and there will never be less there will be 21 million Bitcoins to ever exist. And that's all there will be. And any person with a supply and demand understanding should know that eventually there will be no more to go back and forth and no more to print because there is no more to print. There's only some to be mined. And right now, 18.5 million have been mined. Yeah. So, um, well, and in whew. Bitcoin in general, like you're saying, the US, the US dollar is being printed and printed and printed and that happens to every currency because the, go- the government of whatever currency it is can print it however much they want right, right. and the thing about bitcoin it, it being there being a finite number out there but you're saying that it can be it's divisible by like anything basically right. like you can split it up into whatever yes it it's crazy because it, it does it governs itself literally and there's no that's the thing there's something called decentralization the concept of decentralization means there is no central party. There is no one man that just runs the Bitcoin network and just pulls all the strings. There's extreme checks and balances because it's literally owned by everybody. You know, it is literally decentralized. There's no central. Everybody owns it. If you own Bitcoin, mm-hmm. you own your Bitcoin and you have your say so as that where it goes, how it goes. And if it gets lost, it's on you. There's no one that you can hold accountable besides yourself because it is that much yours. Yeah, bro. Side note, there's this dude that um, had his Bitcoin on a password locked something or whatever yeah, a wallet yeah uh, a wallet and he forgot the password it was like 10 years ago that that he bought this or that he got this mine this bitcoin or whatever he did i forget 
but it's 10 pat you can't look up the password it's you've 10 chances or it's gone and it was like over a million dollars in bitcoin oh god and homeboy could not remember his password and so he he, uh like a like a smart entrepreneur he live streamed him get him guessing the passwords and like he get it over i I believe he did bro i would be up for nights attempt but he yeah he, it was this like thing that he strung along so that even if he lost the bitcoin like he got a bunch of viewers and gained a following from it yeah so re- really smart nah, my guy's but smart. bro crazy yeah absolutely nuts this dude literally almost lost millions of dollars because yeah. he forgot a password it's crazy so um i just to kind of condense the message i'm not specifically telling you to just go buy bitcoin or xyz but i am telling you what i think about it I'm, i am telling you facts as far as what money is and how um good money um is portrayed and i will say right now the price of bitcoin is probably like fifty five thousand dollars a year ago at this time it was about i think six thousand dollars i remember because it crashed on march 9 2020 when the stock market crashed but it was hovering around 10. it was hovering yeah hovering around 10 baseline so um it's only gone up i think it's performed like 200 200 percent in the past I think it's more than that even. Oh yeah, but. it probably is. But just it's okay, that's the thing. It is the highest um is the best well performing asset that has ever existed <laughs> right now and it's not even done. So um y'all do what you want with that. Um look into it. If you want to ask me questions, my um at, what's it called? My at my at is in our is in everywhere. It's yeah. In all of our yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Anyways, um, that's so, all I got. So yeah. be easy. La- last thing that I have to say, and this isn't about Bitcoin, but in terms of financial stewardship investing is important and i don't mean you have to be all into stocks and bonds and even bitcoin but i i do think that a good poor a good portion a good part of financial stewardship of being as wise as you can with your money comes from not just letting it sit not just burying it in the ground right i earn that money and that's all i have when there are things in place like you can set up a roth ira where your money uh, grows and you can take it out tax free once you're like 59 or whatever, 59 and a half, whatever the age is. But your your money can grow beyond just simple interest. It can grow beyond just you having cash in your house. And I think that financial stewardship involves becoming educated as best you can on those things. Uh, and one last thing that relates to what you're saying. Okay. Um, can you just keep talking for like 10 seconds? I just need to find the verse. No, I'm not going to talk for 10 more seconds. Okay, no worries. So Luke 12, 48 says, to whom much is given, much will be required. And I think that's just a great way to end it because whatever you have, you're you're accountable to God for it. Whether that's a family, whether that's children, whether that's a relationship, whether that's education, whatever. Whatever is in your life, you're accountable. Because you have it, but it was given to you. It was given. Indeed. Indeed. So, uh... This has been the first last podcast. I'm Prince. And I'm Scott. And we are signing off. Save your monies. Peace.